You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. That's right, Spotify Podcast. That's a thing. That's right. Um, We're back in the BDE, in the six. This is actually the first time I've seen you since New York, I just realized. Yeah, we left each other at a station, uh, at a subway station. Yeah. The one where they filmed uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. We left each other. We said, I'll see you. In-. It felt like Castaway. He's like, I'll be right back. And then I didn't see you for... It's been a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I know. You got a haircut? I got my haircut, yeah. You got I needed the... it. I look like a hobo. Yeah, you look like a New York, uh, like, I don't know, dirty New York. You look like that Elmo in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's me with my red beard. Did you get a photo with Elmo? No, I know you really wanted to, though. <laughs> uh, we're back in Toronto. Yes, we were away in New York for WrestleMania weekend. We did a lot of things. Um, a lot of things we can talk about, a lot of things we can't talk about. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm recovering. I've like hit the ground running since I've been back, been straight back to work. Right. But I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm deciding I'm taking a break from drinking. Yeah, me too. Just simply because I spent money on drinking and I'm like, huh, I gained a little bit more weight back. I need to get that off again. Mm. So that's my, my uh, challenge of myself is to go one month. Yeah. So we'll let's see. do it. We'll you'll check in with us next week, see how we're doing. Oh that's the show start, oh I'm so hungover. No, like, <laughs> no, uh no, I, I I can stick by it. Well you've put it out in the world now, so exactly. you're that's letting all our listeners down, you realize. Right. Um because in the States you can buy this thing called Four Loco. 
Yeah, you're mad about this shit. It's terrible. Well, I only bought one and uh, instantly regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's one of those things when you're younger, because it's like sugar. It's sugary and sweet, and it gets you hungover instantly. Whereas I think, at least for me, the older I get, the less I like sugary drinks. Like, I, I loved, like, uh, soft drinks and stuff yeah. at the time as a kid. Now I'm just like... I'll take water over it. Yeah. Uh, and so I just, I can't drink those drinks anymore. They're yeah, just I only have much. one. I only have one. Uh, they do have, they have better alcohol in the States though. Like, I feel like Canada's limited to the stuff we have. And also it's a little cheaper over there. Oh yeah, but it's way cheaper. It was, it was WrestleMania weekend. So, you know, we had a, we had a bit of a party. We met a lot of listeners. We had a, we had a crazy, crazy week. I mean, this week on NXT, it's just kind of the hangover. Yeah. It was the, it was the matches they taped in the, the, the dark matches yep. before the takeover New York show on Friday. And we uh, didn't see those live because we decided to have a little meetup with some of our listeners. Yeah, at the uh, King's Beer Hall, was it? Yeah, the KBH. Yeah. Uh, just it's like what five minutes away from Barclays Center. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Uh, cool place, wasn't it? Like lots of space. I thought this out. bar was really cool. It was giant, um, big. There was so many people that came, and you you have like a group of friends that travel. Yeah, the, for this is now my sixth year in a row. Crazy. So over the years, like the group's grown and. Met, like like you so people will go oh I'm coming this year with my right. mate such and such exactly. and then they're like that was great I want to come again so the group keeps expanding right um, yeah so it was awesome seeing everyone uh, they did like some nice wrestling themed slushy drinks yeah the, there was this one called good. like what the something the Smackdown, Smackdown Daiquiri or yeah. something and this this girl was pouring like half Glasses oh, yeah. of slushy and oh, half glasses they of free liquor. Pour over there. Yeah, in the states they free pour a lot. That's probably why I'm like, oh, maybe I need a break. <laughs> I just felt like uh, hungover for most of my days, and I'm like, maybe I should just drink water and all that. Um, I had a lot of fun. This was this was crazy. I flew two days before you. Yeah. I met up with my friend Daniel and his uh, and Jonah and, and Matt. We went to the DDT, but. Uh, Daniel is like a super um, like gamer, mm. like gamer nerd kind of guy. He took me to this place. Well, we went to karaoke as well. Without you, I wish you were there for that. We sang all. The, we sang all the Rob Thomas. Mm. Um, he took me to this place. It was a laundromat, and then you walk through the laundromat, and people are just doing their laundry. And then you go to the back, and there's this washing machine that like doesn't work, but that's secretly a door. And then you open this door, and you're now in a secret like pinball arcade bar. And it was so fucking cool. It was like the coolest thing. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So I got to say shout out Daniel for letting me crash on his couch. Letting me hang out with your cat. And letting me hang out with Jonah. We had so much fun. And DDT wrestling is the weirdest. I'm explaining to non-wrestling fans the past few days of what I was doing. And I'm explaining that I saw a wrestling match with bicycles and Lego and <laughs> butt stuff and dick stuff. And it is just insane. Um, but then I feel like the proper... WrestleMania weekend really started with the the takeover Friday night. Yeah, I yeah. felt like you landed on Friday. You and uh, our friend Matt Ross. Yeah, you guys landed in Manhattan. Yeah, met you uh, met you in just by Penn Station because right. that's where our train got off. Uh, we it was funny. So we landed. Matt Ross has never been to New York before. No. So he is a wrestling fan. He likes wrestling, but basically found we had a spare bed in our place. It yes. was like I want to come along. But wasn't bothered about doing wrestling. He wanted to see New York. Um, but we, on our way into Manhattan from uh, New Jersey, because we landed in Newark, there were these two ladies who just 
they were unfortunately going to a funeral, but they had no idea where they were going, what they were doing. So Matt Ross, the nice guy he is, he is. Uh, was like, yeah, I'll help you. I'll show you the way. He's never, <laughs> he's been, never been here. He has no idea what he's doing. But I guess like you've lived in a city long enough. You, you kind of know how sure. to navigate even without being there before. So... He's yeah. an interesting cat. <laughs> we, uh, we, I met with you guys. He's too nice for his own good. Sometimes. Yeah. So we, we, I met you guys in time, just outside Times Square, and then we kind of wandered Times Square just for like five minutes because I'm over Times Square, but it's still cool to just sure. peep it for two seconds while you're there. And you know those guys that are like, hey, hey, bro, hey, yo, you want my mixtape? Yo, buy my mixtape here, free mixtape. And he's like, what? So free mixtape. He's like, sure. what? They're like, yo, here's my music. I'm a rapper, MC from New York. Yo, take my take my mixtape, fam. Take my mixtape. And he's like, where you guys from? Where you guys from? These guys got chains. There's like ten of them. They got face tattoos. David, I don't know about you, but face tattoos. When you see face tattoos, but they're tears, mm. be careful. Yeah. Tattoo tears mean different things. Yeah. And they're like, hey, take my take my mixtape. So Matt Ross is like, yeah. I'll I'll take have you take? experienced this before? Oh, of course. Yeah, me too. So, like, straight away, I'm like, no, thanks, cheers, have a good day. Like, just power walk. Yeah, they're it. like, no, no, it's free. And Matt's like, well, yeah, guys, this is awesome. <laughs> you, you made music. Like, He's like, oh, I love music. Getting his wallet out and then, like, map. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. So, we, we luckily, he only gave a guy $10. Yeah. <laughs> and then this other guy goes, what? You take those two and you don't take my oh mixtapes. I think it was Lil Wizzy is the name of the, yeah. the CD. Uh, I have it. It's in my possession. It's it actually worked. It wasn't very good. Right. Um, we'll give it back to Matt Ross. I, I some part of me wants to play it on the show, but part of me also doesn't. <laughs> I think it was maybe the best thing to happen to him because it was early, early first five minutes of his like, New York experience. It was daylight. Yeah, it happens. And it taught him like yeah. Right. He was like. I just got hustled, didn't I? I was like, yes! He was about to get hustled even more if we didn't save him. Yeah. Uh, but then he learned really quickly, and he kind of... It smartened it up. Smartened him up. It, it, same thing happened to me when I first went to New York, except I didn't give him $10. Sure. <laughs> it happens everywhere. It happens in Vegas. It happens here, uh, in Toronto. Yeah. So, uh, that's a thing. The mixtape, guys. It's probably a blank disc, but it actually worked. Yeah. Lil, Lil Wizzy. Uh, real creative. Um, so, Matt Ross, uh, this basically... Tour New York, uh, a new one. Didn't yeah. go to any wrestling events except Raw with us. He he doesn't watch a lot of wrestling, but he has a specific. He knows a lot. He knows a lot, but he didn't go to any of the wrestling events. See, he just wanted to like visit the the boroughs of New of York course, City. Yeah, he wanted to like party with the locals. Yeah. Um. He the first night came up with us before takeover, and then basically didn't come home. Until nope. like 1 p.m., 2 p.m. the next day <laughs> when we were coming home from like lunch the next day. And he basically ended up at a bar in Harlem and he met a, a young lady, apparently, allegedly, and uh, she took him home to, to Harlem. So now I forever will call Matt Ross the Angel of Harlem, <laughs> my favorite U2 song. Um, Matt, Ross, Matt Ross is an interesting person. He had a good time and he's still alive and that's He's that's still alive, which is really shocking. <laughs> uh, he's a great wingman. He taught me a lot on this trip. He taught me because uh, he will go up to anyone at any time and start talking to them. Mm. And he's super friendly. And I'm a super friendly person, uh, but I have a hard time kind of engaging. Whether it comes to like just talking to, to people in general, talking to like, you know, girls essentially, because I'm a mess at that. He just 
is very inspiring as he's just like a free spirit. And I, and I have to say that I need to be more like it. We all need to be more like that. We yeah. need to be more friendlier. Uh, I know we're from Canada and people always think we're the nicest people. We are. But when it comes to like engaging in that first step of, I don't know, interaction or something, he's just, he's a, he's a free spirit is he what is. that guy is. Uh, so everyone needs to do that. Um, talking of free spirits, you got to meet my good friend Chuck for the yes. first time ever. So I got to meet your friend Chuck. He's a, a very uh, passionate Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah. Um, he loves the band Churches. Yeah. He loves America. He he loves the band Churches so much that that first night at KBH, uh, Churches came on on the radio and he started to cry. Yeah, he was actually crying just because they were playing the new Churches Marshmallow song. Yeah. He just was bawling. <laughs> he just, I don't know why, but he was just crying. Every, every trip he'll cry about something. That's um funny. He's fantastic. He loves, he's really passionate about what he's passionate yeah. about. He's a, he's an acquired taste, uh, but I love that man. Um, you were scared that me and him would not get along. Maybe. I knew him and Matt would hit it off right, right, of right away, and they did. Um, but I think, I think me and him became friends at the end of the trip. I feel like he, uh, he respects me and I respect him, <laughs> and it's a, good, it's a good relationship. But you were saying about um, Matt. Uh, how he how he likes to talk to the ladies, and we went to this lovely boat. It was like the opening day of this bar called Frying Pan. Yeah, the Frying on Pan on the Saturday before uh, before Madison Square Garden. Yes, and it was a gorgeous day. It was like twenty twenty five degrees, um, sunshine. New York is this beautiful. day. This this bar had just opened first day of the year. It was busy. They did great beer. Mm -hmm. uh, we're all there in our sunglasses, chilling out, and. There's lots of very attractive young ladies on this boat. So Matt Ross was having a day. He was enjoying it so much. And this was happening as we got onto the conversation of Disney. So we were all talking about, around the table, what right. our favourite Disney film is. Now, obviously, it's The Lion King. Because if, if you're a real smart human being, you would say The Lion King. <laughs> and our friend Chuck, in his... Like thick, like Philly accent is like, you guys are stupid. Like Little Mermaid is the best Disney film of all time. <laughs> so this is a large Philly man who's now defending. Like this is the last person I would think would yeah. be defending Little Mermaid, and he's like, no, you're all wrong. And he's going, Team Ariel, baby. Like so, we're on this open bar, this open boat thing. There's people everywhere now. At simultaneously, this argument is happening at part of our table. Matt Ross sees this beautiful girl walk by. Matt Ross has a, a type, by the way. Matt Ross loves anyone who literally looks like Bianca Belair. Hmm. He loves uh, the, the, the long whipping hair. <laughs> Bit of sass going on. Yeah, he's all about that. So he sees this girl, and he kind of drops out of our conversation. And he gets up out of his chair, and he starts walking over to this girl. And I, I'm literally watching this. But again, at the same time, your friend Chuck is having the argument about Ariel just beside this. And he goes, hey, uh, how you doing? I'm Matt Ross. And then literally as he says that, you hear in the background from the same table, our table. <laughs> and he's like, uh, never mind, have a good day. And he sits back down, and she looks at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> so she walks off. Everyone thought we were crazy because Chuck is now singing The Little Mermaid 
on in this boat as in loud New York as he City. can. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, so it was really funny. Um, I don't know. Is Little Mermaid better than than the Lion King? No, no. it's no. good, but it's not. It's not better. The new Lion King trailer. Came I've not out. seen it yet. I saw that came out this morning or last night. Or something. It's gonna. It, that'll make me cry. Watching that movie is gonna make me cry. When Mufasa, spoilers, but he's gonna die. What? <laughs> uh, that'll make me cry. Uh, yeah. So we went on this boat. It was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of. Just. I want to. I want to party with Chuck and Matt Ross again. We met a lot of people. I think the the thing I always find with these WrestleMania trips is I I know I felt I was thinking back at the weekend after and I felt bad because I know there were. They were thinking, I want to do this, I want to do that, yeah. I want to do that. But there's only so much time in the day. And you've got these group of awesome people and you want to hang yeah. out. And if you're going to an event every night, you want to meet up somewhere near there and have some drinks and chill before the show starts. But you also want to maybe do some sightseeing. Yeah. You also maybe want to check some other neighborhoods or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to fit it all in. Now... I would like sometime when we're both not as broke as we are right now yes. to go back a non-wrestling weekend or when there's maybe just one thing going on. Mm-hmm. And and like, yeah, do so, like I've been to New York 10 times now, I think, and there's still so much, so much I much haven't see. done. Well, well, like, yeah, this was my third or fourth time and I've never been in Brooklyn at all. Right. So I got to meet my friend Daniel who lives there and like he took me around. I went to like, it's called Dumbo under the bridge there. Okay. It's fucking beautiful. It's amazing. Um... I went to, I got to sightseeing. I really wanted to see the, the Biggie murals and stuff mm. like that. I got to see one of those. Um, I got to see a lot of stuff. But it was, it was one of the days we went out with, with Chuck and Matt Ross. And, and Jesse from The Six joined mm. us as well. And we went to like near, not the lower east side. But maybe, Soho. Like, yeah, Soho. Kind of yeah. near the, is it Greenwich Village? I can't even pronounce it. And, and that was really cool too. Um, you dispersed off and me, Matt Ross, and, and Jesse ended up at some like open mic comedy thing which is really cool um i got to see a lot of things that I, i've never like experienced really in new york and it's really a crazy giant beautiful city uh we're from toronto and like everyone if you were wondering like oh toronto looks similar it's the canadian version it's like toronto is such a small fraction yeah. of what new york really is um but I, I i had such a crazy time i really i really enjoyed going to all these things like like you said we were pretty much at wrestling every night. Mm. I mean, I at least was. I think the only night I didn't go to a wrestling event was the Wednesday night I got there. Right. So I, just, I went to karaoke. The Thursday I went to DDT. Friday takeover. Ring of Honor, the New Japan Saturday. Mania Sunday and we went to Raw Monday. That, That's crazy. Every year I go and people going... I mean, I know John and Wade did so much. I, right. I don't know how... I mean, they don't go out partying like we do as yes, well and yes. they've, they've got what? like we this, don't is, this is their life like post wrestling and everything yeah. but um but people are, oh, are you going to spring break are you going to rev pro and i'd love to do all those things but it's like yeah. i did four show, three wwe shows the and the new japan roh show and that's that's enough for me i'd i'd love to do everything but i want to i want to see things and and do things and hang out with people and meet I, people. I will say, like, a part of, it, it was such a fun trip for me because part of me was like, I want to do all this Brooklyn things. I want to do all this New York stuff. And I feel like I did get to. I, I'm not one for tourist stuff. I don't need to go to the Empire State Building. I don't mm. need to go to the, the, the Statue of Liberty. I don't need to do that. Uh, my favorite part was literally meeting um, 
our listeners. Yeah. We got to meet so many people, literally from... We, we talk about on this show, we do the forum and the feedback. People message in and tweet us in and all that from like all over the world. And it's so crazy to me that we got to meet people from, from London, from... There's people from like Costa Rica mm. and Israel. They come all the way for like WrestleMania weekend. And uh, like... We've met so many people through, like, I got to meet your friends, Chuck, and anyone in your group and things like that. Eli, uh, fantastic people. And well, then, like, I, Eli saved us on Sunday as well. Yeah, he, he had an extra spot in his car. Oh, I, my like, God. I didn't realize how bad it was until the next day when all, all these the news. news reports were coming out about people just stranded in the rain yeah, after MetLife. And really, we, we just piled into that car and fell asleep, and then it, we it, were home. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, like... <laughs> We, there's just so many people that, uh, and, and, I, and if I don't, I'm not saying your name, you know, you ran into me, you said hello to us, you know, uh, just shout out to like all the new friends yeah. we've made. Cause there were so many, there was, there was Rodney who once joked that, uh, I said once on this show that we don't have Chick-fil-A in Canada. Mm. Rodney came to the post wrestling meetup thing and brought me packets upon packets of Chick-fil-A sauce. That's dedication for yep. a listener. I don't know what a, I'm gonna. He got me a New Orleans Saints. Wow, sure, yeah. what a sweetheart! With my with my name and number on the what? back. It was awesome. Oh yeah. man, whoa! All I got was Chick Fil A sauce. <laughs> although there was a lot of Chick Fil A sauce. Um, someone got me uh, Rizlas. I'm blanking on your name, but I think it's Paps. You, so many people. No. There was this guy. Now I'm talking about how I'm calling Matt Ross an angel from Harlem because he found his angel in Harlem. There was a true angel. I don't know who you are. All I remember is you said your name was Corey. But right before WrestleMania, <laughs> I'm leaving John and Way's question and answer thing. This guy comes up to me. He says his name is Corey. He loves post-wrestling. He loves our show, Up Next. And he says, hey, let me, let me give you a little something for WrestleMania. And he gave me a few little, I'm going to call them gummy bears, David. That's what I'm going to call them. He gave me some gummies <laughs> before WrestleMania. You're my angel, Corey. You are my angel. Uh, fantastic. Uh, shout out to MJ, who I, Holy I, shit. I consider like a... Uh, he's a, best he's mate. a mate now. Like, 100%. He got a, he got a cheer at the uh, Antoine and Wade <laughs> he show. He did. He it did. was really funny hearing like... It will be like... Uh, like Jesse from the Six, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's Jesse from it's the so Six! Crazy. Like all these people that write in. Yeah, Paul from New Jersey got a bit of a report. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, MJ from NJ. But yeah, we we hung out him with him a fair bit on the Friday and Saturday. I think. MJ from NJ, you're an you're a, you're an angel too. You're a saint. Uh, what a great dude. Uh, he helped us out. He so helped us find some tickets. He helped us sort us out. He's just shout out. Showed you, us man. some cool bars. Oh man, he took us to a bar on uh, the Saturday. And it was like some hip hop and dancing. I was loving it. Was it. Fun, yeah. I was it was in it, man. He said it was his spot. Um, he, he shout out MJ. There's so many people I want to shout out as well. Obviously. Jordan from from Ring of Honor. Uh, he, he we sat with him for the G1. I mean, our you minds. saw our seats from. Yeah, I don't know if anyone Naito Ibushi. Holy! So so me and you, we were really excited for Naito Ibushi. We told our listeners that we were gonna floss. We did. We we, flossed. we both love Ibushi. <laughs> Uh, and we're not so high up on Naito, apart from his music. His music's the best thing. Yeah, his and his like striptease entrance. But <laughs> and we lost our shit for that match. Yeah, so we, much. We thought, we thought Naito had put him down for the three. Yeah, if you go watch that match, go watch the G One Supercard live from Madison Square Garden, which was amazing. I've never been to MSG. It, that arena is fucking gorgeous. They got stuff inside. They got, like, Billy Joel's piano. They got, like, Hulk Hogan's boots from Mania 1. They have stuff from 
Marilyn Monroe and JFK. Like, there's so much shit in this arena. I, I wish I had more time to walk around the arena just to see all the stuff. But if you watch Naito and Ibushi, when Ibushi kicks out of the, the Destino, the camera cuts to you and me, and you're like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, ah, and I'm like losing my mind. And there's pictures that go on my Instagram and Twitter and all that. Go find it, at the Brady. You'll see us there. We, we're famous now. I mean, you've been on TV before. I don't know. I've been on TV once or twice, but this was... I'm happy because I was actually... This is the most I was into this match. It's great uh, them catching you being into it. Yeah. Not like checking your phone or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh no, I did enjoy the show. Just go to it or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's both of us losing our shit. I, I was moment. very into this. And our, our friend Jordan, who hooked us up uh, for Ring of Honor, he was, he was happy that he... He got to see us lose our damn minds. Also, has the IWGP title ever changed hands outside of Japan? Nope. Never. First time ever. So we're instantly a part of history. Um, I couldn't tell you what my match of the weekend was, what my favorite show of the weekend was. What I can tell you is uh, Matt Riddle in Dream, one of the best matches I think I've ever seen. Adam Cole, Gargano, give them all the stars. All the fire emojis. Uh, my rating system. Yep. The fire emojis. Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Five, I think that was my match of the week. Five fire emojis out of five for those two. Uh, but I, I gotta say, Naito and, and, and Ibushi, five fire emojis out of five. Just insane. I even really enjoyed Okada J. White. I think yeah. that was a classic. Yeah. That was a classic. Was cool. I would give that five as well. And then the three-way, the the junior heavyweight match, it was geez. quick, but like that was crazy. Jeez, you needed a smoke after that match. You needed a chill pill. That was insane. Um, I, I think really... we had a few screwdrivers instead. Okay, so we we <laughs> right before the maybe this is why we were, we were on TV. They knew we were wild. Um, we uh, we had a little we had a little. Uh, uh, I don't even know. What, you, we got a screwdriver. Yeah, we found our favorite bar in the. You, you always need to MSG. find because they're expensive um, at these venues. Like of the drinks are ridiculous, so you need to find the same bartender each time, and you need to treat them well, so and they treat, treat you, you well. well. So even though you're spending more, we had a lot more than you should do. Was it JoJo? I think it was JoJo. Yeah, she yeah. was lovely. Uh, so wait, so we made this. We had this drink right before Abushi versus Naito, and it's it, you got you ordered it for us. And it's a double screwdriver, so it's double vodka with some orange juice. Mm. And then you asked for a, a splash of Sprite. Sprite. Could you call that the golden screwdriver? Oh. <laughs> there you go. Sure. The golden screwdriver, because it was right before Abushi uh, Naito. Um, we had those, and we were feeling tranquilo <laughs> for the rest of the night. Uh, we went out after. We got to meet We got to meet the guy who got hit in the, the leg by the ladder. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure MJ bought him a beer afterwards. Yeah. Uh, we got to, I got to meet. Uh, we hung out with Scrump as well. Yeah. I shared a bed with him in our Airbnb one night. It was great. Uh, we saw Hanny and George, our friends from yes. Montreal. Yes, we got to see... Uh, I got to meet a friend named uh, Stephanie who traveled all the way from across the, your neck of the woods to come watch her quote-unquote boyfriend, Jay White. Uh, just so many different people that... Uh, I know there's uh, Kenny, Kenny. Kenny and Shooks. Yeah, man, they, they were they great were awesome too. They guys, yeah. Oh, I'm just... Again, if I'm not mentioning your name, don't even stress because I, I love you too. There's just so many... People. And you know, summer slams in a few months. Like, we can all do this again very soon. It's very true. Uh, I just want to say as well, um, I, I've i been saying on the show, uh, I play this game when I get tickets where I just 
wait and wait and wait. And I think this year was the the craziest for getting, for getting tickets. But, and I feel really bad for Jesse because I know he, he came along and he... He went home. I feel like Jesse, Jesse from the six, he came with us to MetLife. Mm. We all, we went to MetLife without tickets. Yeah. And we, we somehow managed to go in there. But Jesse was like not super into it. And I feel like Jesse, his real mania was the G1 Supercard. I think that was, um, a lot of people were like, hey, this is cooler than mania. So Mm. I'm going, I want to go to that instead. And I feel like he made, we sat with Jesse as well at TakeOver. I feel like he was... I feel like he's not even that mad about missing yeah. Mania, and I don't wouldn't feel that bad about missing Mania either. Um, it was but my yeah, f- you, you, me, and Scrump all played the same get. We didn't end up sitting with each other. No, um, but you lucked out with a ticket from right. uh, from Daniel. Daniel, Daniel our, my friend Matt, um, he basically was like, "Hey, actually, do you want my ticket? Buy my ticket from me and go with sitting Dan- with Jan- Daniel and Jonah." Um, who are my my American brothers now? I love those two. Jonah, I'm gonna kick your ass at uh, what's this switch game? Horse mouth or horse something? All I know is I talk shit on this show about how good I am at Mario Kart on the Switch, and then I go to someone who's basically his whole apartment is video games hmm. and everything to do with Mario and Ninja Turtles and video games and all this stuff, and Daniel. I fucking slayed you as <laughs> Luigi. Just remember that, Daniel. Just remember that. Uh, SummerSlam weekend, people got to come love Mario Kart. So, uh, yeah, we went to the, the MetLife for the tailgate, but we, we keep on checking StubHub, checking yeah. SeatGeek, and the prices are fluctuating, but they, they were more than we wanted to spend. But we're yeah. also like, but we, we're going to get in there. You lucked out with that ticket. I, like... I worked in ticketing for a while, so I know that place like you can't sell out a place until minutes before the show starts. Sure. Because you need emergency seats for if things go wrong. Or especially a setup like that when it's just a one day event. They don't know the full seating charts right, right before. Um, and sure enough a load of tickets face value from the box office became available. So I was hanging around there with Scrump, ended up Bumping into Pierce uh, from Chicago, from Chicago, Henny Omega, Henny Omega, and uh, I ended up sitting with him. We both had the similar budget and got awesome seats. And to be there with Pierce, with Kofi Kingston, hell yeah, winning the title like that—that that made the show so much better for me. To like, yeah. I was into the match as well, but uh, I know it meant so much more to Pierce, and it was really. It was really awesome sitting with him. He's he's a great guy. Oh, I told you. I he's... hope he can make it to SummerSlam because yes, he's definitely. Awesome. Check out his shows as well at Henny Omega is Pierce. Um, I I have to say this is my first WrestleMania, so we get to MetLife and your crew Chuck and all like the real Americans yeah. are tailgating. Now I'm I'm born in Canada. I don't know what tailgating is. You may find that weird, listeners, but I don't watch football. I don't watch like real sports. So when I showed up at MetLife, I'm seeing people in Bret Hart costumes, Kane costumes, having fake matches, people on top of their pickup trucks, people are barbecuing, people are drinking their Bud Light. This was the most American thing I've ever fucking <laughs> seen. And I'll tell you something, you I, fucking, it. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. I want next time, I want to I want tailgate. I want to get super... Li- people, Amer- like, people give... Canadians the credit for being nice but like I was meeting complete strangers and they're like here have a beer here you want a beer hey you, clearly you're here for wrestling 
have this beer. And it was just like, ah, oh, it's so, it so cool. People are blasting wrestling themes. We're drinking beers. It's just like the craziest thing. And then I get into this arena. Again, I, I, I've never been to a football stadium. I've been to the Sky Dome here in Toronto. It's fucking big. MetLife, fucking big. For the first maybe hour of being inside there watching the matches, I'm still looking up. Yeah. Because I'm just in such awe. I'm like, wow, I've watched wrestling since I was a little kid, and now I'm here. Now I'm, like, at this thing. And it just, I don't know, made me... Made me I think something like wrestling as well, because the ring is so small, it's not like you've got a huge football field or yeah. whatever. It's all these people just focusing on this one point in it's the crazy. middle. It's, it's insane. Uh, the, it, it's such a... It's such a spectacle. Uh, here I am talking about how... I mean, we did our whole TakeOver show. Go to postwrestling.com. Go listen to our TakeOver show. Um, our one-year anniversary, essentially. Um, and that show was crazy. The TakeOver that on the Friday night, TakeOver New York, one of the best shows I've ever been to, hands down. It, crazy. G1 Supercard, same thing. Like the, the Crazy. Insane. WrestleMania is different from those things. I yeah I don't think you can compare them. No, I can't. And I, saw I understand two wrestling it. Shows yeah. and WrestleMania. Yeah, like WrestleMania sense. is like this like fucking like spectacle. So I, I haven't watched WrestleMania back, but I'll tell you like I wasn't going in being like I'm gonna see Naito Abushi, but I did. But you know what? Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston five fire emojis out of five from me. I, the crowd was insane. Yeah. I've never felt anything like that. It was so... Again, this is my first WrestleMania. That's my experience. Just fucking bananas. Um, I, I'll tell you. I gotta start saving for Tampa Bay. Uh, so Tam I, That's the thing. I, I've been saying I'm not doing Tampa next year. I'm, I'm not doing it. And then you see everyone and then you hear, yeah, we're going to Tampa. And my mates that didn't make it this year who are going to Tampa, you're like... <laughs> Sunshine again for WrestleMania. That would be nice. I'm talking to my friend Shane. Uh, There's a pirate ship. He's gonna, Come on. He's going to drive us down, so uh, we'll get a free ride. Okay. All right? All right. All right. All right. Do. So, yeah, I, I, the whole experience for me was really crazy. Um, watching watching that. Watching uh, the first women's main event. Uh, the finish was a little flat, obviously, the, the finish. But the actual match itself, I actually really liked. Yeah, I've heard. I, I want to rewatch that one back because I think watching it there... I, you're so tired. Yes, I, mean, I, I, I think, was tired. I think this show just just showed they need to start. They, I think a two day event would be perfect. Mm -hmm. You finished night one with Kofi and Brian. Yeah, like such a high. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have the the women's main for the second night. Think of it like a music festival, right? Yeah, music festivals usually do two days or three days. Yeah, and you still fit your headliners you can, in there. You can have two, uh, three, four hour shows. Yeah, you could and. You can, you can have more. Like you can, you don't have to worry about. Oh, we'll do a four way for a tag title. Right. You can, you can do a few Different more variety. Things. And I think, like I mean, Roman v Drew was not a good match, but at least there's not the fatigue going into it. I was it. Like, so people, tired during People that don't match. give it a chance before it even started. Exactly. Um, I one of my highlight. I thought. Ms. Shane was a lot of fun. I, you haven't seen it. No, you, I didn't. You went for a little break. There, yeah, that was my need, smoke break. You need to. You need to like. I needed to do to I go and to. walk about or whatever. Uh, that, by all means, not a great wrestling match, but a WWE match yeah. in at WrestleMania. Them fighting through all the stands and things. It was so much fun. I'm telling you, it rem like I don't watch 
football, but I watch the Super Bowl every year just because yeah. it's a thing. It's a spectacle. This is I felt like I was in a spectacle. Like Joan Jett comes out and plays Ronda Rousey to the awesome. ring. I lost my fucking mind. Uh, I love Joan Jett, and I got to see her come out to the women's Joan Jett. Is like what Ronda Rousey and Charlotte and and Becky are doing for women's wrestling, but Joan Jett did that for music yeah. a time ago, and like it's intertwined, and it's just so fucking crazy. And that it's like a like a whole show. It's like a variety show of like different things. Here you get your your little comedy bits. I got to see John Cena come back as the my favorite mm. version of him and do a rap thing. Like so, it's like the comedy thing, and like you get to see the serious matches and, it, and everything you, you was do in need place. That because people are going. Oh, you could have cut that. You could have cut that. And it's like, sure, you could have, but people need to go to the toilet. Yeah. And it's like, if if you go straight from Brian Kofi into Becky, Charlotte, right. Ronda, and then into another big match people are pumped for, it's like, people need a, a break. It's people, true. So you need to put this guff in, in between stuff. And... I, yeah, I think it's definitely time to start splitting them. They're doing it with New Japan. Yeah, so they're smart to realize that. I mean, yeah, I, I will say my only critique is really how how long it was. You do get really tired. Yeah, but it's I so thought it was long. a good show, though. I think it was one of the better WrestleManias. I do want to rewatch it. Back. I do want to rewatch um, it. Yeah, but, I mean, I, everyone's talked about the length to death. Yeah, so. um, but yeah, I thought it was too short. <laughs> thought it was too short. So Could Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Fuck it. Who, whoever's got a place in uh, Tampa, let us crash and we're there. I gotta be there for Kyrie's crowning moment. When she comes out on a pirate when ship. When she flies out of that pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what we did in New York City. Um, shout out to, again, shout out to anyone, uh, any of the listeners, and shout out to any of the listeners who didn't make it out, but uh, followed our travels, listened to any of John Away's stuff. Um, uh, thank you, Thank guys. you to uh, everyone who bought a t-shirt as well. Thank um, you to uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash up next. I know a few of you have ta- I, a load of you took photos with us. Please tag us. Like We'd love to see them. Definitely. I, I, people are always like, oh, uh, can, can I get a photo with you? A oh, fucking course you can. Get in there. Hug me. Damn it. <laughs> I love you, beautiful souls. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, sometimes the world is a messed up place. And somehow this weird thing of wrestling brings complete strangers together and makes you almost feel like you're instantly best friends with people. It's such a cool thing. I don't think sports can bring people like that together. And uh, it's just so cool. So again, um, super great, super great. New York City's just fucking crazy. There's so many things I want to do in New York, but uh, I guess next time we got to do. I'm saying next time, I guess it's time to go in to NXT. Yes. Was that a good segue? No, I'm not no. as good at them. No, no, next, no, no. NXT, next. Yeah, yeah, sure. Up next. It's our show. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, you, I mean, you try a better one. You're having a wee and a dinner, the 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 Feel like this one is a uh, a lot more catchier than the old one. It's a lot more fluffier, a lot more pop. Yeah, they they've gone away from that heavy shoutiness that NXT was used to, <laughs> haven't they? I'll tell you, every day I woke up on this WrestleMania trip, I would pretend I did it to you. I did, it, I got you, and I know I got Daniel and Jonah. I did it. I think every morning wherever I was, 
and it's like I pretend I'm asleep and then all of a sudden you hear give me the green light <laughs> the thing is I like I don't think anything of that because I every day just suddenly hear fuck it's loud music Uh-oh. out of nowhere because <laughs> so, it's me yes yeah uh, yeah, I was. I spent my whole time listening to like Jay Z, Biggie, Ja Rule, all that shit while I was in New York. Um, I I love it. Um, so this is the new NXT theme, Slipknot, All Out Life. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's not my usual cup of tea, but it'll probably grow on me. This is the fourth NXT theme now, I think. Isn't yeah, it? They, move, they move on quick. Yeah, from these. It seems to last just about a year. A uh, tidbit of information for the true up next listeners: uh, we've been we've been used to the the do 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 do. You have a devil, the devil, the devil, resistance. Me and you, we always sing our version. When you have a we and you have a we and you devil, the We don't know what it is. We don't know what the words are. We just sing it. We just sing it. We don't know. So we're gonna miss it. We're gonna miss it. R.I.P. to that Having resistance. a wee and having a poo. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're all out life. Um, yeah, I I like when they uh, when they change the video because it's like it confirms you, okay. New era. Yeah, it's a new era. This is the new cast. This is the cast of this season new now season. of NXT. Um, I think a lot of people were uh, expecting um, Adam Cole to win and Gargano's come up. I think <laughs> Gargano's going to be there for quite a while still. Because uh, he, he's their front man now. He's the main guy. Um, I gotta get me a shirt made. Gargano versus Cole and chill. <laughs> telling you. Yep. Telling you. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask our listeners right now. We already got people asking, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out the question now. Is Gargano versus Adam Cole better than Gargano versus Ooh. Almas? <sighs> Think on it. Think on it. I'm not asking you. <laughs> But I'm asking the, 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 our listeners because that's the hot topic. A lot of people mm. are, are, a lot of people want to ask you that, yeah. to be honest. So I, oh, give me, give me time. Yeah, you got to rewatch it back. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that it proves that Gargano's the GOAT. He is. He's he Mr. Is. NXT. Yep. You said on this show, uh, or maybe it was me, but where it would feel weird in five years looking back at this era of NXT and not if he seeing, wasn't champion, if he wasn't champion he ever. needed to be he needed to be it doesn't need to be long but um, he needs to be he posted something today about his gear that he was wearing the uh, Iron Man yeah, yeah if you look closely he posted it today he says someone you you all missed out on an easter egg of his gear the Iron Man gear that he wore also had an easter egg that had something to do with Candice okay in there there's like a cupcake attached to them somewhere right but also the parts on the actual, uh, like the, the leg parts yeah. that he has, the gear, the it was all guard. Iron Man, right? Yeah, yeah, the shin guards and the kick pads and stuff. If you look closely, it's Iron Man, but the way it was broken up was the same way. It was the same design layout mixed in with the Iron Man of when Shawn Michaels finally, the boyhood dream, oh. it was the same design. In nice. the gear. So he fucking knew. Oh, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, so th- this video confirmed Ricochet's gone, yep. Black's gone, Champa wasn't in it. They're all grown um, up. <laughs> so, Boys. yeah, this is your, your new cast of NXT. How do you like this intro where they're singing? 
hope that hope that doesn't make it very long. They need to. Get, yeah, I, was, I looked really like they had a lot of fun doing it, but uh, it was like West Side Story. Yeah, it was a bit odd. The West Side Story here. But sure, it might grow on me. There's gonna be a rumble tonight. That's what it looked like. That just ain't gonna happen, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> also, it's like I can't even understand what they're singing. It's Slipknot. Like if it's fucking if it's some it's like, like what is it? Sing, sing, sing. Does Slipknot? <laughs> It's a sing along to Slipknot. Like Slipknot's not re- really the most karaokeable <laughs> song, so I still it's it, it's just funny. I'm just roasting it for the sh- the shits and giggles. But yeah, new era starts now. A new season of your favorite show NXT, and it starts tonight. Um, it's mostly a hangover episode, mm-hmm. but we're we'll just hit on the topics and kind of uh, sure. go back. I guess to it'll just we'll just con- start talking about Takeover. Again, yeah, I assume. Uh, let's start off with the first match here: Aaliyah versus Candice LeRae. Again, these were all these matches on this show were the dark matches. Yeah, which, I, but what I found interesting, they didn't play them in the order they were in the arena. Oh, this was we saw this match. We came oh, we in did, as yes. this match happened. This was the last match going into Takeover, and the main event tonight was the tag match, which was the first match that showed. Yeah, I think you can hear it in the crowd because. Um, definitely not as many people were there for that first match. We gotcha. weren't there. There were a load of people still in the bar as yeah. this match was going on. Uh, so Aaliyah versus Candice LeRae. Uh, this wasn't very much going on. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Aaliyah, but Aaliyah is there with Vanessa Bourne, uh, the bad and bougie tag team that they are. Uh, the commentary, <laughs> I don't think they're trying to take a dig at her. In fact, they try to twist it to make it sound like she's good, but this doesn't sound good. They go, Aaliyah's been in NXT for five years. <laughs> I'm like, what? Don't say that. That doesn't make her look very good. Cons- I, I do think she's starting... I do think she's looking more comfortable now. I think... This character is helping her. Sure. Um, she's not looking as sloppy in the ring as she once did. Uh, agree to disagree. Uh, Aaliyah has some sort of straight jacket hold. She's trying to work on the arm of Candice LeRae. Uh, it literally cut... The reason I disagree with you, it literally cuts to Vanessa Bourne, who is on ringside, mm. leaning on the apron, and the camera cuts to her at the wrong time. She looks so bored. She's not even watching. She's just like phased out. She's like, huh? Just, just staring out, like not into yeah. the match. And then it quickly cut back. Uh, very funny. Uh, Aaliyah hits a big boot for a two count. Candice Ray finally fights back. She does this. Uh, she walks up the back of Aaliyah and does a back senton, which was really cool. Um, no matter what, Vanessa Bourne can't uh, help Aaliyah win this. Candice hits a rude awakening neckbreaker and then a lion salt and pins Aaliyah. And they, uh, she did have a little slip up. Yeah. Um, and they, they cut away from this very quick. You yes. kind of just see her foot start to go, and uh, they were teasing afterwards that her knee. She tweaked her knee. I, I haven't heard anything being bad with her knee. I think that was just her covering right. with the slip and be like, yeah, I tweaked my knee. Um, but yeah, not much of a match. I think they're they're trying to quickly heat up Candice. And in a way, I think it's it's, it's a good right. Idea. You've got you've only got one women's title in NXT, mm-hmm. um, and you can't have everyone involved with it all the time. And as much as people have been like, "Oh, Candice needs to be more than just Mrs. Johnny Gargano," she's had a storyline for the last year. She's been involved yes. in something, and now that story's over and 
we're needing to get away from Shayna, mm-hmm. Kyrie, EO and that. This is the perfect time. So I think she's going to probably face Vanessa Bourne in a couple of weeks, beat her mm-hmm. and then start the climb. And Good. I think she'll very quickly get to the main event picture. Yeah, heat her up for uh, the, the women's spot. And, uh, and you're right, not because she's... Miss Gargano, Mrs. Gargano. It's because she's good. And I feel like now is the time to kind of prove it. Yeah. And if she proves it, then take my money and be she's the one. She's been doing something since... Uh, exactly. Since Philly. Since exactly. Since Rumble people, 2018. Like, she's had a story. Yeah. She might not have been wrestling much. Sure. Uh, and I know she's a great wrestler. Yes. Um, but she's had something to do, which is more you can say about a lot of the women in that division. Yeah, because a lot of people will be like, oh, it's so sad that she's just... Gargano's wife in the storyline. Yeah, but what's, that's, that's, what's Aaliyah? I'm what's... not a massive Nikki Cross fan, but that's what I liked about that. It gave, with the Alistair Black storyline, yes. it gave her something to do whilst keeping out of the the, the title picture. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't mind seeing Candice uh, go for the women's title down the line. Uh, we'll see what happens there. We go to a recap of the Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Now... I talked to my buddy who watched the takeover from home and he said, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. I knew that match was going to be crazy. One of the best matches I've ever seen, but I'm not going to take away that another match that I saw that night, Matt Riddle and Dream, that could be match of the year as well. That was just one of my friends who isn't the biggest of the fans of either of these guys, but now is. He's he's adamant that these two are, are money in the world of WWE. And I agree. I thought this match was... I wouldn't even call it a sleeper because this whole card was not a sleeper. Every match on this this is definitely arguably the best takeover they've had. Comparable to Nola in my opinion, like it's mm-hmm. very it's up you could debate which one is better. And Velveteen Dream retained, which is crazy. Matt Riddle yeah. lost now. Uh so where what happens and and I see that just I find it even exciting for this angle now. I feel <clears throat> I feel NXT uh are able to build people up from losses pretty well. Exactly. Um, I I would really like... It doesn't make sense seeing that he lost to uh, Velveteen, but I'd love to see a Gargano-Riddle oh, feud. Oh, you're going to see... Yes, um, yes. Matt Riddle proved in this match... He's, that was his best match in WWE's thus far. It prob- I think I say it about Dream every time I watch him. I go, that was his best match. Yeah. That was his best match. And I'm not saying his other matches are bad, because they're not... Uh, those guys killed it. Um, but Velveteen Dream retained, so he's still the North American champion for now. As we see a selfie promo that he posted on Instagram, and I I watched it on his Instagram before they made this angle. Right. So it's actually, I was, I listen, we all know this is not, you know, spoiler, it's fake. But mm-hmm. I, I bought this because he posted it on his Instagram. So what he posts here, and they air it here now, clearly it's an angle. Uh, he's selfieing and he's like, oh, I'm backstage at WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Buddy Murphy is walking back from losing his cruiserweight title at WrestleMania to Tony Nese. Um, I missed that match, by the way. I was still getting into the yeah, arena. Yeah, I want to watch that one. So uh, I, heard, uh, I heard it was a, it was a banger, though, because um, I love me some Buddy. I love me some Buddy Murphy. And he says, oh, look, here's someone who can't handle the spotlight. Huh, Buddy Murphy. Look, everyone. And Buddy Murphy walks by and he goes, Huh? Huh? What did you just say? And he walks back. It's very believable because he actually looks fucking mad. Yeah. Because it's like he caught him off guard. That's why I'm like, is this real? Like, good on you guys. But clearly an angle. 
He goes, huh, what'd you say? Couldn't handle it. Can't handle the spotlight? What are you talking about? I just stole the damn show. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, well, where's your title? Where's your title? Because I, I don't know if you saw, but watch TakeOver on the WWE Network, and I stole the show at TakeOver, and I still have your title. Where's your title? Where's your title? And Buddy walks off. That's the, click they, the clip they air here, which now leads to a match. I'm super excited for this one. So I really like Buddy Murphy. Oh, 100%. Um, and I think against such a character with a lot of steam right yes. now in Velveteen, uh, I hope this could maybe be a little transition of Buddy back to NXT, it, it, but as yeah. a big single star. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. A lot of people call Buddy Murphy the, the secret weapon here in, w, in NXT because the Cruiserweight run that he had kind of showed that he's really good. Mm. And you shouldn't sleep on him. We've been, no. you know, we do our two, you do your two hundred five stuff. We've been singing his praises for a while, um, and this is very interesting. So, well, it, I think they, I think they're just trying to figure out what to do. I think he's had a great run in two hundred five, but also they're aware two hundred five isn't. There's a ceiling. Yes. And I think they they were clearly high up on him years ago for because he had a a long tag title run right, in right. NXT. Um, so I think, yeah, a, a move back to NXT could be good for a while. Um, I think, and then hopefully main roster one day. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Um, so it's going to be Velveteen Dream versus Buddy Murphy for the North American Championship. Haven't they just... Uh, isn't, aren't there quite a few new Australians in the PC that they've recruited? I'm sure there is. Um, Maybe some sort of faction down the line ooh. with Buddy as the leader. Ooh. Could be pretty cool. Who's Once the... you've got Undisputed going up, like well, the mighty have left. That. One of the mighty is left. Yeah. Um, so you've got Shane Thorne, you've got Buddy Murphy, and I'm I can't remember the and the, the Iconics. Names, but there's I think there's one like, the Aussie Australian dude. The Aussie's just running things yeah. in in the world of wrestling. Um, so that's next week, which sounds crazy. Now I know they did the tapings last night, as we're recording this Thursday. They did do the tapings last night. I don't know. I don't read ahead. I don't read ahead, David, so I don't know what happened. However... So no. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so that's what's next week. Uh, really cool. I'm interested in that. It's It sounds interesting. Look, we just talked about how it's a new season and it's a new thing. Now, unlike WWE and Monday Night Raw, where they're like, huh, you know what would be great? Let's throw the bar in a match. Fucking what the fuck. This is great. They're like, new season? Guess what? Something completely different that you would not have expected. So I'm already interested in next week. This is going to be crazy. I bet it's a banger. I, I don't read ahead, but it, it'll be a banger. Up next here, the the person who was in the crowd during TakeOver, and I lost my damn mind, Kushida has signed to WWE NXT officially. Kushida is here. Um, I'm a huge Back to the Future guy. I'll say it has nothing to do with Kushida. Yeah, he he involves that in his gimmick. Um, he's just great. I've watched him in Ring of Honor New Japan shows live uh, throughout the past few years. I followed him in New Japan heavily. Uh, his match last year, the Fatal 4-Way at Tokyo Dome with Osprey, uh, Takahashi, and Skrull. One of my favorite matches ever. Underrated match. Kushida's here. I don't know. I'm happy he's not in 205. Who do you have his first feud as? Gargano. Title match. No. Boom. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, would, I would love to see him on the next takeover. 
Um, 100% he's on the takeover. Now, he uh, made his debut last night. John he... suggested uh, Kyle O'Reilly for a first few. Of, have you, they've wrestled yeah, before. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which cr- would be great because you can, it can be an easy angle straight away. You have Kushida's debut and you have Undisputed just come out and piss on him. Right. Um, well, he, he again, I don't read ahead, but he did debut at Full Sail last night. Uh, and for those wondering, he did come out in the orange vest. And nice. the Back to the Future glasses. So, wondering how long WWE will let him rock the time splitter mm. uh, thing. I have a way went to Japan a few years ago and got me a Kushida hoodie. It says Time Splitter. It's got like Back to the Future stuff yeah. all over it. But Japanese sizes are one size too small for me. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, I'm giving So, it a- will fit me, is what you're saying. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I've got a Kushida hoodie. God damn it. Amazing. Uh, Thank you, Braden. You didn't buy me the Kurt Angle t shirt I wanted, but. I'll take a Kushida hoodie. That shirt is the worst. You actually wanted that Kurt Angle shirt. He's the greatest of all time. Uh, you mean Baron Corbin's the greatest? Because <laughs> <laughs> he beat him. Uh, so Kushida is here. He's going to be debuting. You're right. What what would Kushida go into? I'm just happy he's not on 205. I feel like he's got some... Like I said, I love Back to the Future, but I feel like there's he can create something better than that take take from it and kind of add with it and yeah. I think I think he will I think it's going to work out for him he's just so good uh, so I can't wait to see Kushida I can't stress how excited I am to see this guy in WWE just because he's so fucking good and he's so deserving of this can't wait to see him um, yeah let's go to our next match it is Danny Birch versus Jackson Riker now again they filmed this before takeover I could imagine during this match we were about are about during our third shot at the King's Beer Hall. Uh, at from, least, yeah. At least someone was definitely buying us a shot. Maybe it was uh, Walter. Oh, yeah. Big Walter from uh, Staten Island? Uh, Long, Long Island? Island. I don't Long know Island. what the difference between the islands. Our friend Walter, he's 6'7". He's bigger than the Walter that beat Pete Dunne <laughs> that night, later that night. During the pre-show drinking thing, we, I was introducing him, like, oh, this is Walter, this is Walter. Everyone was being like, hey, Walter, good luck tonight. Hey, Walter, good luck tonight. Yeah, it's it's no longer, is it Gargano v. Almas and Chill or Gargano v. Cole and Chill? It's, who would win, Walter or Walter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our Walter or Walter? And, yeah, Walter beat Pete Dunne for the title, yeah, big whoop, but I don't think he could beat our Walter. <laughs> look, that Walter's big, our Walter's bigger. It's like, look, you've got a Walt, you've got a Walter, we got a Walter. <laughs> um, we go to Danny Birch, Jackson Riker. The Forgotten Sons are on the, the the ringside, and as is Oni Lorcan. It's just a singles match, though. Danny Birch explodes right out of the gate. As soon as the bell rings, he does a running dropkick, and then his headbutt to Jackson Riker. Um, he then, though, gets swept off the top rope, landing on his back. The crowd does not like Jackson Riker, or they just don't know who he is. <laughs> they say, you suck. They don't even know his name, so they just chant, you suck. Uh, or they were cheering for Kurt Angle in that stupid shirt. Danny Birch fights back. He hits a corner and Zaguri. There's a missile drop kick. Um, the Suns are up on the apron and Oni Lorcan runs in the ring and does like a tope over on over the ropes, put f- sending them flying uh, to the to the ground. Uh, there's a fireman's carry by Jackson Riker, and I think it's going to be some crazy move. But it's countered into a beautiful small package. And I bet I thought Danny Birch was going to get the yep. pin here. But he did not. Riker kicks out, which allows him to get up and hit his sit-out choke slam like the high-low kind of move. 
Yeah, this is his new finisher. He's, yeah, he's, he's been away f- from the bouncing off the top ropes. He hit this against Oni Lorcan uh, last week. Yeah, uh, Mauro Ronaldo calls it the Widowmaker. Okay. However, if you, like myself, love Here Comes the Pain, which is my favorite wrestling video game ever, there is a move in that game who I believe it was... Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Someone's really mad at me now. He had a move called the Widowmaker. Steve it's, Blackman. No, oh. Um, oh, I'm forgetting who it is. It's a it's an fu, but the reverse way. Okay. So like you would you have a guy up on your fireman carry and then you slam him the opposite way. Right. So that was called the Widowmaker. However, it's now this. So right. Jackson Riker picks up the win over Danny Birch. Uh, he goes to pick up the the scraps of Danny Birch, and the Forgotten Sons come in to beat on him, but Oni comes in and starts slapping the shit out of all three Forgotten Sons. He slaps them so hard that they're no longer forgotten. He beats on them, but the numbers game add up. Always the numbers game. Uh, the commentators are really adamant of calling these the Forgotten Sons here savages. The savages of NXT. Uh, so they leave Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan just laying here as they pose off. The Savages. What did you think of Jackson Riker and Danny Birch? You know Birch? what? For a quick, like, four-minute <laughs> yeah, match, wasn't I quite like this. Um, it felt it felt like I was watching it at, like, 1.5 speed. Because I think you see a guy Jackson Riker's size and you expect slow, big power moves. Yeah. And he's a power move guy. But he's got a lot of speed behind him. And with someone like Danny Birch, who is... Very aggressive, but very, like, he's the undersized guy in this match, so Mm -hmm. he's got to go in. He hits that great drop kick and then headbutt right off the gate. I thought this was a pretty exciting, aggressive match. Um, I think this story's continuing with the Forgotten Sons against these two, because that's been two weeks in a row now. Um, Forgotten Sons are starting to win me over a bit. I've enjoyed a lot of their actual ring work the last few weeks. Um... I think hopefully they can sort of shed the the stink that they had on them. They do. They got to get rid of that. Start with. Yeah, they got to get rid of that. I I don't know how. I think it's just keep on putting on good good matches. matches. And I mean, these two are the two to feud with if you want to have some great matches. Um, But yeah, I I quite enjoyed this for what it was. Um, I I laughed at the end because Riker had a load of drool in his beard, and I was noting that. And then Steve Cutler just grabs yeah, his Yeah, he tries bit, to get it out of it. And I'm like, oh. That's a good lad, though. That's a good lad. You need you need friends like that. This is how I trust <laughs> like my friends. You shit in your bit. You know when you're hanging out with your friends, and you all, you're all up for drinks or, and food, right? And then your one friend gets food in his teeth. Yeah. You can't trust people. You're, <laughs> you're not a real friend unless someone says, yeah, yeah, you got something in your tooth. If you don't tell your friend, like if I'm out with you, I would tell you. Yeah. If you, you'd be like, hey, you, you've done this too. I have a beard. I have a ginger beard. It's glorious. You, it's majestic. You will be like, hey, you got like something in your, you, hey, get that out of your thing. Like you did it to me the other day. That's how I know you love me. <laughs> if you don't do that, you're like, ah, they can have spinach in their teeth. Who cares? Let them, let them look like a fool. But he was like, just it like, was drooling. Yeah, it was all <laughs> like, Let's get uh, that shit out. But it was great because as that part was happening, Moro's like, the savages. And I'm like, you're damn, they look like savages because yeah. he's got fucking gunk in his beard. Yeah. No, I I, I hope these guys can work it out because I, I think the three of them are, are actually pretty good in the ring. Wow. And for a big guy, I, I, I like him. Most improved 2019. Yeah. Forgotten Here Sons. Early contenders. Rookie of the year, uh, Mrs. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we get a recap of the women's championship match. Shayna Baszler retained. Uh, Kyrie lost. And no matter how high, Shirai didn't win either. And Bianca did not do it. Shayna retained. Shayna's backstage with an interview shown right after she retained. She says, Look, William Regal, it doesn't matter who it is or how many. I'll knock them down. I am never losing this title. She walks off. Oof. Jeez. And the horsewomen just laugh. That they, they did so little, and I was still like, oh, "You're so bad." <laughs> like they just move about too much. They're, they're... Uh, David, uh, we got to talk. Uh, I don't read ahead, but uh, you're gonna s- no. There's uh, there's some interesting developments. No, in the just women's we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when it happens. <sighs> Stop that. Ahoy. Uh, we get a recap of Walter versus Pete Dunne. Now, we were there live, and I, I we said on our TakeOver show that we were underwhelmed, which is not fair to say because it still was a great fucking match, but I need to rewatch it back because some are saying this is their match. This I find this whole TakeOver crazy because you you were saying uh, Dream versus Riddle. It's a sleep and hit, man. I, I agreed. Um, the tag but, match but, uh, too, fuck. Oh, I mean, the tag match was sensational, but a lot of people uh, who I've spoken to have put Dream Riddle lower down yeah. and were like, I can't pick between Walter and Dunn or the main event. Yes. Um, listen, I listened to John and Way's recap mm-hmm. last night um, and they were similar to us. They were saying from the section they were in, uh, they felt not many people knew Walter and it affected affected the energy mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what we, uh, you me and Jesse were feeling where we were and Scrump felt it when where he was as well yeah. so I think it was maybe a, a very different experience watching this match on TV um, you've got the help of commentary like True. selling all the and, and also remember we're in a an arena and the Barclays is a pretty big arena yeah. especially the upper level it's very steep actually it's very steep like, it is. I felt like I was going to die a few times <laughs> Like, like, man, I've that's the few... gummies. <laughs> <laughs> so, but a match which is focusing on something, targeting a limb, not even like a limb, like a leg, but yeah. I'm targeting your fingers. Yes. If you're doing that in a match with an arena where not many people know one of the guys, how is that going to come across? Um, so I, I definitely want to go back and watch this match. But I do find it very interesting, the whole card, how everyone has their order of, like, first to last, a bit all over the place. Right. No. And you know what? I respect that. Because that shows how fucking good this was. Yeah. That you can't find the the proper... You can't even tell which match someone liked the most. Because it's insane. Like, you could argue the tag match. And that was just a fucking tag match that sent Ricochet and Black on their way, which is, like, sad. Our boys have gone gone away. We've grown up. But... You could say that about any of these matches. So crazy. But Walter has dethroned the UK champion for like over 650 days or whatever it was. 685, it's I think It's fucking said. Yeah. nuts. So we get this clip here of Pete Dunne. And he's walking through the curtain after losing. Um, if you look, his chest looks like my Roll lungs meat. looks like my lungs feel after uh, a night out of... WrestleMania, his chest just looked fucked. The uh, now the the interviewer here goes, uh, "Excuse me, uh, Pete Dunn, what's your reaction to losing to Walter?" And he walks by and he looks at the camera and all he says 
is there will be a rematch. And he walks off. Yeah, Pete Dunne always with the killer promo. <laughs> you don't like Pete Dunne's killer promo? No. <laughs> I like Pete Dunne's promo. I, th- uh, like, I think this was all it needed, but yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely his weakest. Uh, Pete Dunne versus Walter at the next UK takeover. They've we'll, not announced anything yet. Yeah, well, that they, should be it. I, I, I think so. I hope so. Um, but then after that, your boy Peter is going to fly up to Monday Night Raw. Or SmackDown. Or SmackDown, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's time. Uh, taking him away from NXT UK will hurt that brand. Yeah. Walter's got the ball now. He's got to run with it. But you know what? I think they'll be fine. He's a fucking machine, that mm. guy. He's a beast. He can't beat our Walter, but he's still a good I think Walter. what you'll start seeing is NXT UK being... I mean, it's already a pretty international brand. Yeah. You've got... It's not just... Uh, like British uh, wrestlers, you've got yeah. you've got Irish, you've got German, you've got yeah. Italian, you've got it's Austrian, really cool, um, and Australian. I think we'll see like uh, Cassius Ono's moved over there now. Yep. I think we'll see a lot. It Crossover. be a, much more of an international brand. I mean, itself. hey, we have the Worlds Collide thing again the, that's airing this week on the, yeah. on the network, which I'm going to check out. So we'll yeah, talk about it next see. week. So I know that a match everyone was talking about is Harper versus Dijak. That had the most hype going in because of what Harper was uh, was well, saying. Well, did you see the tweet? And he, then Dijak's reply. Did you see the tweet Harper put out? It's just like he does a move in this match. Someone filmed it and put it on mm. Twitter from the world that's taped for mm. this match. So sorry, I don't read ahead, but he hits like a Mitsunoku driver off the apron right. to the outside. It's just fucking bananas. I've always loved. I mean, did you that Harper's spot good. in the battle royal with Ali? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just nuts. This is like this is a guy who really wants to prove himself. Yeah, uh, and I, I Now's think he, I think he's great. You, he needs to still get he he needs to get away from that Wyatt gimmick. Hundred percent. Because as long as I'm seeing him in a in a dirty Flannel vest and all that, you're yeah. you're still a Wyatt, and you haven't been a Wyatt for yeah. a year or so, two years probably now. Um, I agree. I, I really think he should have come back with some sort of different look. Uh, but There's I, I know time. people do like him. Yeah. Um, He'll get over, I think, eventually. Bring him back to NXT. We, people always ask us, who would you bring back to NXT? Well, I didn't think I would be saying Buddy Murphy, but now he's in a match. But Harper, bring him in. But I, I think SmackDown now, this is the time to try out new, new people. stuff. You saw how it, how well it worked with Kofi. Yeah. Uh, Ali is, is great. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've done really well with him. And I think we need some more... Uh, Heels for these baby faces to go against, and do it. Book Harper. I, you can heat people up pretty quick if you yeah. if you put enough into it. Well, we'll talk about uh, the worlds collide thing or the whatever they called it uh, the next weeks to come mm. or whatever. So we'll watch that. So look out for that. Um, so yeah, uh, Walter is that. Let's go to the recap of the main event. It is Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. This video is really cool. Um, yeah, I got goosebumps again just, just watching, watching this, this clip back. Uh, seeing the. Because I haven't really seen. We it didn't get to watch it with commentary. Yeah. And during the crowd, when we were there live, we chanted "Mamma Mia" quite a few times. And Mauro Ronaldo, "Mama effing Mia," <laughs> of course, the greatest call. Uh, I gotta watch this back to make sure it cements its place as being better than yeah. Gargano versus. I, I, Mauro <laughs> makes those matches. I know. He, it's so good. He is the the Jr. of like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. Like completely. He's good. Uh, we. This is. This is very interesting. I could be reading into this next bit. Oh, I think far I know where you're going too, uh, yeah. too deep here, but 
If you're a fan of NXT, listen to this, or I'm sure you've already watched it. It shows Adam Cole walking through the curtain after losing to Gargano in New York at Barclays, and he's with Undisputed Era. And the interviewer here says, you know, uh, hey, what are you thinking? And he kind of tells the, the camera crew to, to buzz off, and he looks at Roderick Strong. Adam Cole looks at Roddy. He goes, Roddy, what were you thinking? He says, get that camera out of my face. And then they walk off. Let's dissect that a little bit. Mm. Undisputed Era, the hottest group in wrestling yeah. right now. Bullet Club, you had your spot. You're gone now. This is the hottest thing. I've never seen... The most amount of t-shirts I saw this weekend was either the Kofi Kingston ones, the blue ones that they were selling, yeah. or this. Undisputed Era, you know, any of the Undisputed Era shirts. Yeah. You saw it everywhere. No matter where I was in New York from Wednesday to Tuesday, I saw someone wearing Undisputed Era shirts. There was... Groups of them in the arena in Barclays. You, if you watched it, you heard how loud Adam Cole w was over. Mm. And it's the group itself. Like, everyone loves this group. Uh, they showed up at the Evolve show uh, during the day on the Thursday. Like, they're just over. And here we have Adam Cole throwing shade at Roderick Strong. Roddy, what were you thinking? Dude, are they kicking Roddy out of the group? I... I hope not. I don't. I think that would be absolutely crazy to do that. Jeez. What I'm hoping is this could be like something to keep them busy a bit. Not feud against each other, sure. but have have Roddy needs to prove himself to the group. He can go on a bit of a, a losing streak maybe. Okay. Keep on letting down the group. But this builds to him against Dream and him being oh. the first one of the Ooh. Undisputed Era to be dripped in the, gold. Hashtag the prophecy. Yeah. Dripped in gold, baby. So I think you could lead to a rematch of Cole and Gargano where Cole eventually takes that. Yes. Um, we can have uh, Fish and O'Reilly as tag champions again. But yes. I think this this could be a way to sort of break Roddy down and build him back up and have to prove himself to the group and he can take that North American title away in Velveteen Dream. Because you're not splitting these guys you can't. up. You're, you can't. You're fucking nuts yeah. if you're going to split these it's guys money. up. You see how many people are wearing those shirts and yeah. they're in NXT? You get this act on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. They're the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, like, part of me, we are at Monday Night Raw. Um, after the camera stopped rolling, I mean, they still filmed, but uh, the, the Shield, the, the final fist bump, Dean yeah. Ambrose's uh, swan song after Raw. Part of me was like, send out the wolves now. Send them out and let them kill them. Yeah. But I'm happy they did it. I need to see the story continue with these guys. The thing is also, if you sent them out now when the shield's done, like, you're not having that match. So why? Yeah, exactly. What's the point? Exactly. Um, I think... Uh, I just think... I mean, I, there's, there's the shake-up next week. I saw something, someone suggest this morning, put Anderson Gallows, Balor and AJ together. Because right. if they're coming up as a four, eventually, you need a four for them to yeah, face yeah. off against. And you need that four to be hot right away. Yeah. So that could be something. I, if you're I, not going to have that shield match. I wouldn't mind uh, Undisputed staying in NXT for at least a while. Because I, can, you can't... I can still see Cole having a title run. I can see the prophecy coming true. Um, D Dave Meltzer... Um, went on Twitter and said something. He, he related NXT to, like, not being disrespectful, he related NXT to PWG. Yeah, I saw this. And 
it's because like all those guys were in PWG. You look at the card from Takeover; it's like all those guys, and and having Adam Cole, Red Dragon, and Roddy as a unit, like you know they'll deliver. We just see you. Yeah. We no matter what in any combination they've delivered over the past year, over the past year, two years, whenever how long they've been here, and to kind of, to take that away from this show, it'll affect NXT oh, greatly. So I think once they're they'll they'll have. Undisputed Era, like, just ready for the main roster, and they'll make tons of money. But for right now, please stay. Yeah. Please stay. Don't leave. Don't leave. It's the show I watch and talk about. But also, don't kick Roddy out. He's the workhorse. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, let's go to our main event here. It is the Street Profits versus Fabian Eichner and Mar- Marcel Bartel. Mm-hmm. I keep messing his name up. Uh, I finally realized that... Mark and Fab. We've lost Rick and Al. We need another. <laughs> oh my God, Mar- Rick and Al, Mark and Fab, or, F- or Fab and Mark. I don't know which sounds better. Mark and Fab. Mark and Fab. <laughs> Jesus, Mark- Marcel Bartel looks like MGK. Yeah, he does. Someone put aside. Si- someone Photoshop a side by side comparison. Uh, they look like. Uh, there's. Uh, I-, I start off. There's a weird botch from Montez Ford early on in this match. He goes for like a backdrop to land on his feet, but clearly he overestimated the sh- the, the spot earlier than it was supposed to be. But he corrects that, and it's all fine. Uh, Bartel has a very innovative moon set move set. There's like a, a the cheeky Nando's thing, but like to the, he kicks the guy in the in the in the chest. Uh, there's like a gut wrench front face buster. Really cool. Um, Fabian Eichner in with some suplexes. There's a huge spine buster from Fab. <laughs> Fabian Eichner. And then a knee to the face. Um, and then they do their European Union pose. I think they should be tied in with Walter eventually. Um, you want to talk about Undisputed Era. You know, stables and factions are a good way to like make money and sell yeah. t-shirts and sell and make storylines. It's an easy way to have multiple like things. Different stories, combinations. Yeah. Yeah, they need to start tying them in. I think they will. Uh, we've talked about on this show how much we love these guys. Uh, yeah, I continue to love them. Uh, Dawkins is in, and he starts tossing one Fab and and Martell into each other, which looked really cool. Dawkins all of a sudden learned how to wrestle. Starts hitting exploder suplexes like no one's I just business. Thought, I think Evolve has done him yes, wonders. Exactly. Uh, he's finally because he's a guy. You say Aaliyah's been there five years. Yeah. Dawkins must have been around the same. Yes. He's been there for a while. Um, and it really finally seems like Clicking. he's putting it all together. He's the he's learned from uh Evolve. No, I'm blanking on his partner's Montez name. Montez Ford. Montez Ford. Um like he's getting the charisma that yes. Montez has. And yeah, he's he's looking good in the ring as well. So Evolve Superstar. Yeah. It takes some guys longer than others, but it's great to see it finally click. It clicked here. Yeah. He looked fine here. He and I think good. this act are popular as well now. Yeah, uh, it looked really good. They're still trying to get the whip stirring the pot over, yeah. which I don't understand how it's not. Uh, it's a it's a total it's a total thing. Uh, so Dawkins is in hitting exploders. They go for their doomsday attempt, but it's blocked. Um, they tie Montez Ford up in the tree of woe, and then. From each side of the apron, they run and basically do like the drop kick, like the drive-by, like mm-hmm. Roman Reigns does, but it's to Ford who's in the Tree of Woe, which is a really cool double-team spot. Yeah. They should continue doing this. That's that's a really cool-looking spot. Um, if that's not enough, Fabian Eichner hits a brain-buster 
and then a simultaneous suicide dive by Bartel, which is usually how they've, I think, picked up a victory in the past, which allows Fabian to hit the double jump moonsault on Fabian Eichner, I mean, on Montez Ford, but he kicks out it too. Uh, the Barclays Center was like, hey, this is kind of a good match. Mm. We're sleeping on this. You said that the order of this match was out of place. This is the first match of the night. I this believe. was where the crowd got into yeah. this whole thing because they were like, this is good. This is actually a good little little match here. Um, the double jump was a kick out, which I bit. I thought it was over. Uh, Dawkins runs in to stop a double team powerbomb attempt and spears... Uh, Fabian Eichner while he has Ford on his shoulders for a powerbomb which allows them to now hit their doomsday blockbuster and Angelo Dawkins pins Marcel Bartel Marcel Bartel? Mm -hmm. Marcel Bartel and the Street Profits win Uh, good little match here I like that uh, I like the Street Profits. I really like Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Marcel Bartel. God damn it. Uh, I thought this was great. Go check that out. Um, and then Ford is like doing sort of mini kip-ups while he's kicking uh, Bartel out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. Like just being a little funny. cocky shit. Yeah, uh, pretty interesting there. Uh, so I thought this was... For, for the Hangover show, they're clearly realizing we can't just throw out little shit little matches. You yeah. got it. Also, if I'm... If I'm told, hey, you're not on TakeOver, but you're on like the pre-show kind of thing, you, you're going to kind of want to bring and it. And I, I think that's what you saw in both the Danny Burch, Jackson Riker match and this match. Yeah. I think they know they don't have that much time and they're like, let's let's just show everything we've got and like try and get this crowd hy- hyped. Right. And like seize this opportunity. We're in a huge arena. But we're normally in front of a couple of hundred people. Yeah, it's pretty true. I mean, any of these guys on this show, uh, that's exactly it. Like, even going to Walter, he's not been on anything. Mm. Like we said, maybe people didn't know who he was. Well, now they do. Yeah. So, good good, good show. Uh, so, that's the recap episode of this week's NXT. Again, the new era, if you will, starts now officially. So, they did some tapings last week. And going forward, I'm sure it's going to be another crazy season of NXT and uh, you can hear us talk about it every Thursday on postwrestling.com but let's go to some feedback forum.postwrestling.com every Wednesday night we post it it's free go put your comments I I wrote the feedback last night and I also said if anyone had any feedback for the entire weekend because maybe people want to hear some of our thoughts and stuff if we didn't already so I'm going to start off here Jake from the Windy City hello gentlemen I really hope that Candice LeRae eventually has a bigger presence in the women's division because she is so talented and she proved it tonight. She's my wrestling crush. He's got some uh, some stuff to say about the G1. He says, It was great to see you both make your cameos at the G1 in MSG. History really has been made as ROH and New Japan held the first non-McMahon family wrestling show at Madison Square Garden in over 50 years. He says, with two intense main events, including Jay White and Okada and Ibushi versus Naito, despite the Enzo and Cass crap, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about that. Um, it's really an afterthought in my my mind. Um, I thought it was pretty well done for for what it was. It was well done. I knew it was a shoot because instantly Bully Ray ran down. Uh, apparently, they didn't tell the talent because right. they wanted it to be like the, a real shoot. But as soon as you saw like some of the wrestlers and and stuff not beat the shit out of Enzo, you knew it was a, I, a, a work. I, I think they... He'd be fucking dead. I think they... <laughs> 
They did exactly the right thing, not showing it on the cameras. Yes. Uh, just, they know everyone's got a, a mobile phone. Yes. They'll film it. I thought that was great. I think they should have cut it in half. If you had them come out, try and be pricks, and then people are rushing to try and kill them. Yeah. And they just hop the fence, or like, are yeah. escorted out. People would be more like, hey, was that real? Was that real? Also, where are they But they, they were standing off against each other a bit too much. Uh, as you said, they'd have they'd have been killed. You saw what happened to the guy who jumped Bret Hart. Yeah, like instantly. Um, um, and I think I thought it was a good idea. Um, pretty well executed. It did get people talking. Um, just a couple of tweaks, and I thought that could have been awesome. Because part of listen, Jake here says left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I think that's it. Ring of Honor, you're gonna make. You're gonna. I wouldn't say you're gonna make a lot of money, but you're gonna have a lot of eyes that you didn't have. Because they're clearly going to go with, I don't know, the Briscoes versus Enzo and Cass mm. for their next pay-per-view or whatever. But is it worth it? Is that is that I the think, direction? I because think, think about me and you, we, we go to these Ring of Honor shows when they come to, to Ted Reeves or when yeah. they go to shows. We go to these shows because it's not WWE. Yeah. And now you're adding that factor in. Sure, you're going to get a lot of eyes, but at the same time, ooh. I think the thing is, though, like ROH has lost steam. In, Where do you go from now? And, and like everyone was saying about the show, it's, yeah, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, could have maybe done without the ROH stuff. Right. Like it was a New Japan show and people weren't, I, I enjoyed the ladder match. I enjoyed some of the ROH stuff. I did actually, it, yeah. It, the New Japan stuff felt in a different league. And now you've got the new hot second product. Everyone's excited about seeing what AEW is going to bring. Yeah. And ROH are aware of this mm -hmm. and they've got to find their place in the market. And if it's, even if it's just a short run and it's going to bring people that have maybe never seen ROH to see what Enzo and Cass are doing this, and maybe they will be won over by other people mm -hmm. and stick around. I mean, I, I got back into WWE when the rock returned. Sure. Like I hadn't watched for years. I, I read what's happening every now and then, but I completely fell out for a good five, six years. And I was like, the rock's, come, the rock's back? I started watching it for The Rock. And then what made me stick around was Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. It was mm -hmm. these other guys I hadn't heard of. And sure. I was like, these guys are fantastic. Ring of Honor guys. Exactly. And maybe, maybe it will work, maybe it won't, but... It's never a bad idea to try and get new eyes on your product. Because Jake goes on to, to say, like, hey, this is their ceiling. What do they do now? They hit the garden. Now they got to go back to, like, bingo halls Ted and Reed. stuff. Yeah, yeah. like, it's got to affect the, the, the mentality of them. Like, damn, we've hit our... I think this is the big... I don't but, think they'll have a but bigger like show their, ever. their goal should be to do the garden on their own or something like that. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Good completely. Luck. But you've got to have goals. You've got to have ambition. Because, look... Um, I, we've already sang the praises of Naito Abushi uh, and Okada J. White. Literally two of the best matches I have ever seen live or ever. Just just being there mm. in the garden for that was just a fucking moment. I have friends who can barely speak English in Japan who are messaging me and being like, oh, I saw you were in the garden for J New Japan. I saw on the news here in Japan that it's making news that Japanese wrestling was in... New York City, like, it made news. They don't even know, they know I like wrestling a little bit. And they're like, wow, you went to that? That's crazy. It's so crazy. No one is talking about Ring of Honor mm. from this, unfortunately. Uh, Matt Taven, I've followed him since the kingdom. I've seen him so many times. In fact, really nice guy. Uh, I'm happy that he won, but like, come on. Yeah. Come on. That's your guy now. He was not, no one knew who he was. Mm. 
So it's like stuff. A lot of people are shitting on a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff from that pay-per-view, which I don't think is right. I like the ladder match. Mm. It could have had a different way about it, but I still enjoyed it. And it was a good breather between the two uh, New Japan matches. So um, I think New Japan could sell out the garden by themselves. Oh, easy, but easy. AEW would sell out the garden by themselves. AEW has had one show, and their second show's in, in a month or so, mm. but they're already above Ring of Honor. Well, they, they're going to do well in the first year because there is that hype. It's, yeah. it's the second year, the third year, when people have gone to these shows, and if the quality holds up and people want to keep going... I think they're going to do very well sales-wise straight away because it's new and exciting with guys you like, but it's whether they can maintain that. Yeah. Well, I love the show, and obviously because we're on TV mm. and we're going nuts for that. Five fire emojis. Um, Go for it. Oh, is that it for That's Jake? it for Jake. Okay. Uh, we've got Tranquilo. Ahoy! I watched TakeOver at 3 a.m. on Friday, so I didn't get to do feedback. Takeover was nuts. In my opinion, uh, there wasn't a worse match on the entire card. My favourite moment was the Kyrie versus Io dynamics. Kyrie looked genuinely hurt by hurting her friend. Mm -hmm. It made me sad. What heels can fight Johnny at the next Takeover? The War Raiders should beat the Ascension's record title reign. I don't even see another team beating them anytime soon. Yeah, Kyrie and Io, uh, the the clash there was very sad, especially in the arena. Like you could tell, there's a lot of fans that aren't the NXT fans, but they're there anyways. Yeah. And then it, the the actual content won them over. Sure. Like I met a lot of people who are like, I don't really watch, but I went. I'm here for Mania. Like fuck it. It's, I heard it's gonna be crazy, and they loved it. But that dynamic obviously affected our hearts yeah. greatly. It tore us. It it's tearing you apart. <laughs> it's tearing you apart. Um, I I like that. Um, I think. Next takeover, it'll probably they'll probably do a rematch of Johnny versus Adam Cole. I would. Why think. wouldn't you? Really? Um, but it's whether you do it. I mean, the next one's pretty soon. I think Money in the Bank. Are they doing a they're doing a Money in the I Bank? Believe, I believe so. Takeover, yeah. aren't they? Um, yeah, I, I can see it being Cole again, um, and then try and start heating up some other people. Um, and as for the War Raiders, yeah, they should be on top. Um, they they prove people wrong because. They proved the look. They they were like the indie guys. They were the they were in New Japan and they were killing it then. I was watching them then and I thought they were WWE written all over them. And now they've come here and they've instantly mastered that as well. Like they've picked it up. They got this quote unquote Viking gimmick, which sounds silly on paper, but it's not over the top. No, their entrance is that, and that yeah, they come out with the horns. Sarah Logan was there. It's cool. They've got that attitude. Yeah, it's I not think, the rather than. I am a Viking. Yeah, yeah. It's just this sort of attitude they have. Yeah, it's different than just saying you're Vikings. Like, no. It's not. So they should. And you're, the Forgotten Sons should be their next challenger at the next takeover. Sure. Um, and they should go through them like nobody's business. Um, Paul from New Jersey. Pleasure meeting you gentlemen over the weekend. So much in fact, I thought I would leave some feedback. I totally figured Aaliyah would have been future endeavored by now. I've been slacking on the Wednesday though show. Wednesday show though, has she improved? She's got a character now. I I think she's better in the ring than she was, but uh, there are people in leagues above her, right. I'd say. He says, I truly believe at this point, we have to start talking about Moro Ronaldo as one of, if not the greatest announcer of all 
time. He added so much to an already impressive Cole versus Gargano main event. There are no words to describe what an excellent performer he is. He educates the fans and putting over all of the talent while being the an absolute poet. Well done and what a weekend. He says, I used to write, P.S., I used to write in every week putting over a certain iconic duo. And now I got to watch my favorite act in all of wrestling win the championships Aww. in my backyard. Life is good. My babies made it. Yeah. He's talking about, of course, the... Iconic. Yes, the Iconics. The Aussies are taking over. Uh, I love that they won. Yeah. And especially the way they won. I, and I just love seeing genuine emotion after a match. Like, you could see how much it meant to them. And Peyton, um, like, Peyton... Uh, Peyton... Yeah, Peyton Charbel from Victoriaville. <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna say. Is she had Eddie Guerrero gear. Yes, and I fucking love Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. So like Peyton, I love you for so many reasons. Charbel from Victoriaville. Hope you had a wonderful trip, guys. I am so jealous. I always talk to my wife and my eleven-year-old daughter how WrestleMania is a dream for me. I would love to go there one day. I'm just a little pissed off about these hangover shows. I think they should really do something about it and change the format. All the matches are zero important, and I don't give a shit. Buddy versus Dream. Wow, can't wait to see that match. Two small questions. You uh, you know how I watch nothing but WWE. Just wanted to know, should I be excited for Kushida? Yes. Yes. I already said, if, you, if you're if you not familiar, like just go check out some of his matches. Um, him versus a lot of people. Um, Will Ospreay tweeted out today being like, hey, you made your debut, but I made my debut against Kushida in New Japan and like all these things. Um, he is amazing. Check out Kushida. He said, the first time I saw Balor was when he was introduced on Raw and fought Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Um, and they were talking of a new era coming to WWE. Do you see another NXT star going up and being skyrocketed like Finn was? Um, there's a few. I mean, he was right off the bat. He was like, he's moved to Raw, beat Roman, challenged um, at SummerSlam. Yeah, Finn Balor is an interesting cat, though. Because if you watched him as Prince Devitt, you saw him for the first time. I feel like you saw Prince Devitt for the first time. You instantly are like, ooh, this guy's... Interesting, and that's not even without the de- that's without the demon and shit. I think it's like, very rare they do something like that now. And yeah, so, as we've seen, like with like Champa Black Gargano, sorry, Champa Gargano Black Ricochet all being moved up as tag teams. I I can't see them doing that with anyone, like right into the main event picture. So no, uh, I think I think undisputed era in a main event feud similar to Shield were. But not like a title pitcher per se, but taking out big guys and headlining a pay per view right. straight away. I think they're probably the next guys we can see personally. Um, I'm going to say, he says like Finn was skyrocketed because mm-hmm. they put the rocket to him. He won the title, he got injured, and it kind of hurt him. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't so much say skyrocket, but look, go back to uh, the Super Bowl halftime heat. Mm. Any of those guys. Like, it's possible all of those guys are, like, money in the future. Like, think about it. He's talking about, oh, I, Finn Balor, he's, he brought up to the main roster and he got huge. You bring up uh, Matt Riddle yeah. and book him properly, he's, a, he's the guy. I, I can't see them doing it as quickly no, as they no, no, Finn. No, 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 no. Finn was, like, a matter of a month and he was right. the champion. Um, Velveteen Dream is someone I see money in because he just... He's WWE, mm. like, fucking champion. He needs to be. He's money. Uh, I need to see Dream Cena eventually uh, down the line. Uh, again, look at any of the main guys we've had here in NXT, and WWE will be fine. Uh, there's so much talent right now, I feel. Also, he ends, uh, Charbel ends with, K 
Candice is lit AF. Yes, we know you like Candice Charbel. <laughs> Candice, I mean, Charbel uh, sent us a tweet. Charbel is a, a sushi chef. Yeah. And uh, he made a new sushi for me. Called it the, what did he call it? The Brady? But I think you named it something better. The Sushi Garoshi. The Sushi Garoshi. And he says it's lit as he blowtorches <laughs> the top of the salmon, which is amazing. Have you ever had... You don't like sushi. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there is a type of sushi where you take a blowtorch and you go off the top nice. of it. Uh, we're calling this the Sushi the Garoshi because it's the greatest <laughs> and it's lit. Uh, let's go to Patrick from Toronto. Welcome back, boys. Seemed like you guys had an awesome trip. Not a bad show tonight considering it was the Hangover episode and very... Excited to see Kushida, and I'm a I'm teared I teared up a bit in his last match versus Tanahashi a couple months ago. Who should be his first feud? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, is what we said. Uh, Dream versus Murphy should be fantastic. I wonder if Buddy will stick around in NXT after his match, or will he be back to obscurity with 205? I ended up watching the Takeover replay and didn't get my feedback in on time Friday night. But what an amazing card, top to bottom, one of the best wrestling events I've ever seen. Johnny Champion is a wrestling wizard, and one of the best big match wrestlers in the world at the moment. We have a new big match, John. Big match, John. Mm. Wow, big match, John. Yeah, you know what though? Like that main event felt like a big match. Yeah. So he's right. Harry from Houston. I hated the new NXT intro. The wrestlers singing <laughs> along to the theme music was super corny and looked like a bad music video. Aaliyah has been in developmental for so long and she's still one of the most unremarkable wrestlers on the roster. She's NXT's Carmella and I see multiple main roster championships in her future including beating Oscar multiple pay-per-views in a row. Oh, my God. Also, my girlfriend walked into the room while I was watching the women's match and asked me if Candice was... Okay. Um, <laughs> Montez Ford is a star, and as much as I get a kick out of the Street Profits, I'm starting to wonder if he would be better off on his own. I'm not saying they're the next DIY, because God knows I do not want to see Angelo Dawkins in a 30-minute takeover main event, but Montez seems to be stuck in the lower mid-card, and I think I'd ready for him to become a regular takeover talent. I'm interested to see what they do with Kushida. I think they'll have a feud with Dijakovic and then move on to have a main match in takeover Toronto for Gargano's farewell Whoa. match. Oh, that would be beautiful. So, so sorry. So takeover Toronto in the SummerSlam weekend in August. He's saying Kushida challenges Gargano and that's Gargano's send off. Dude, <laughs> I'm talking about how I just got blown away by Cole Gargano. Kushida and Gargano could fucking send me back to the future. That's how good it is. <laughs> That's what's great, Scott. This is heavy. Uh, let's go to MJ from NJ. Who? <laughs> Never heard of him. He says, imagine a world... This is funny. Imagine a world in which Alexa Bliss hosts WrestleMania. Elias has a major segment with John Cena. The Iconics win the women's tag titles. And Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Asuka, Bobby Roode, Andrade, The Revival, Nakamura are hardly parts of this show. At least the demon got a big spot. In 2021, who, who will we be shocked is in featured spots in WrestleMania? So Aaliyah will be a host. Oh my god. Stop. Uh, no, uh, Matt Riddle, Dream, Gargano, Black. I feel like everyone is sleeping. No, Ricochet and Aleister Black are on the main roster now. Oh, goodbye. No, they're, they're, those two are going to be fine. Gonna be huge. Gargano is the one I'm so worried about. I'm not worried about he's it because so, so so good, and I just I just worry about him being lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I am, and I'm not. I, I want him to stay in NXT for a little bit longer, just because he, you know, keep it's it's hot now. Keep it. Here. I 
if he needs to have a big plan when yeah. he moves up. Um, he's the one I worry about, really. I don't worry about Dream. I Leave think him Dream here. No more call-ups. I think Black and Ricochet will be fine. Stop the call-ups right now until later. Yeah. Stop. Um, the next one you have to read because this guy clearly knows me very well. Okay. We have Johnny Skull. Uh, firstly, if the intro or the outro of this podcast doesn't feature Braden rapping to basic thugonomics, I'll be most disappointed. How about a review of the John Cena You Can't See Me album? Okay, so... Was he in your section? This guy? No. Uh, so, which is funny. Uh, John Cena comes out at WrestleMania to basic thugonomics. Now, I don't know if you know this about me, but I know a lot of words to a lot of songs, including wrestling things. Like, on my tombstone... It'll be like Braden Harrington, he knew a lot of lyrics to a lot of songs. That'll be what it says. I know all the words to basic thugonomics. And my section, I was beside this guy who was on his own and he had two titles. And as soon as that song played, me and him started rapping all the words. And everyone in our section turned to us and was like, these guys know all the words of this song. That's crazy. And me and this guy lost our mind. Uh, John Cena's old album, You Can't See Me. Um... John Cena says it himself. He did not expect the, uh, like, praise he got, which wasn't a lot. Like, the reviews and stuff were whatever, but it sold more than he thought it was going to be, and the reviews were better than what he thought it was going to be. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll review that in the, in the near future. Sure. Uh, I did love Cena. Basic thugonomics, word life. Still kicking in Uranus. Um... He goes on to say that uh, with the pirate theme next year, do you see Kyrie getting a big spot? Uh, I think she'll get a big entrance. I, I don't see her main eventing Mania next year, but I think they'll have a plan for her. Um, he predicts that she's going to get caught up in the superstar shakeup um, and really hopes she doesn't. So Candice will be the most. She th he thinks Candice LeRae will be the most over person on NXT by this time next year. What's your dream match for TakeOver Toronto? He wants to see Volta versus Keith Lee. Wow. Jeez. So, so far, Toronto TakeOver is Kushida, Gargano, and Walter Keith Lee. Take my money. So, it's not going to be either of those things. No. <laughs> um, he, let's go to Mystery. He says, hi there. Quick question. How do you guys feel about the announcement made on NXT social media that next week we will have Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler? This is next week's match. For the NXT Women's Championship, if Kyrie loses, she can never challenge for the title again. This was kind of the thing I was teasing at earlier. I, you know what, I think, uh, I think it's, she's going to be called up. Yep. So. I think with Io, actually. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm okay with that as a way to write her out, um. I just hope she. I hope she looks strong. Look, <laughs> Kyrie strong. But yeah, uh, I think I think you're gonna need uh, more tag teams up there in the women's division. So sure. Um, I love Kyrie Zane. Uh, you can listen to me probably a year ago where I'm like, I don't, I don't get Kyrie Zane. I still don't get it. I fucking love it. So that's all I gotta say. She's won me over. That's all I gotta say. We have one more bit of feedback here. Is it you or me? Uh, I think it's me. Go for uh, it. Ben Yude. Hi guys, I hate the Hangover episode. I love Takeover, and as a listener from the UK, I may not watch Mania live anymore and just watch the Takeover. Myself and another patron, James Rose, watched Mania and at a 5.30am finish was too much. It's lucky I booked Monday off work. Takeover is so much more manageable and enjoyable. 
My question for you guys is, do you see many of the current crop being called up during the shake-up? Or have the recent call-ups been more than enough? I was surprised not to see Undisputed Era on Raw or SmackDown after Mania. We've kind of talked about it a bunch. Yeah. Um, I think maybe just Kyrie, maybe EO with her. I I don't think you need to move up anyone else. You've got... No, no more call... Hashtag no more call-ups. Yeah, you've, you've already called up a, a load of guys that you've, you're doing nothing yeah. with. Uh, the rosters are bloated. Yep. Like, figure out what you're doing with the talent up there already. Um, I'd much rather see people stuck in NXT for a while and having stuff to do than move up and do nothing. Yeah. Keep them in NXT if they're good. If it's hot, keep it going. Uh, that's it. That's feedback. Forum.postwrestling.com every Wednesday night. Um, and that's it. Our hangover is over. It wasn't much of a hangover. It didn't feel like a hangover. No. It felt like a good hangover. Yeah. It's like a, you stayed... You, you, you drank Gatorade and a lot of water. Like, I got away with it, guys. I like, feel fantastic. <laughs> that was me on Monday. I... <laughs> I didn't feel that bad on Monday. Monday, I, I thought I was going to feel awful because I went to bed shivering. Ooh. And then cold I woke up and you opened a twisted tea and you're like, do you want a cider? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'll have an angry orchard at 11 a.m. Sure. <laughs> it's raw after mania, baby. Baby. Baby <laughs> Portman, baby. Uh, so again, thanks to everyone uh, who listens to this show. It was our one year. We've been together one year. Wait, wow. one year long time. One year long time. Uh, well, we, we've been doing this show for one year now. Uh, so thank you for everyone who's been listening to that. Again, if you haven't, go check out our takeover review, postwrestling.com. You can follow us on our socials at Davey Portman and at the Bray D Twitter and Instagram. Follow all the stuff, including um, you go on our stories and stuff. You can follow along all the crazy shenanigans we got up to in uh, in Brooklyn and in New York. Um also, shout out Artichoke Pizza. <laughs> Jeez, my life has changed. The vodka pizza there, <sighs> so good. The artichoke, the artichoke pizza. The just the pl- just plain cheese anywhere in New York is fucking yeah. great. Uh, pizza is amazing. I'm pizzaed out now for real. Um, so again, shout out to anyone we've crossed paths with this past week in New York, anywhere, even if you weren't there and you were just tweeting us and following our journey along. Uh, and thank if, you. if you're one of the uh, the locals from New York we met, it's a really easy flight for Toronto. That's right. SummerSlam. And, and the US dollar's worth a bunch over here. So, SummerSlam weekend. So come SummerSlam. Like, honestly, again, I'm not saying it to, to, to be that guy. I, the, the most fun is meeting people. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so fun, interesting, making new friends uh, through this strange, strange world of how we are. It's just crazy. So, again, not joking. I love meeting all the listeners. Um, so come to SummerSlam. Fuck it. Book it now. Who cares? Book it. Um, the up next TakeOver Toronto tailgate. You've been warned. Yeah. Get your, come on. What are you doing? Uh, so again, thank you. Um, I love you all. Goodbye. Peace. Ahoy!
This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.